0: imagine you can have it all. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Come go with me now. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Can you imagine you can have it all? Can you imagine you can have it all? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This is the More Love Moments Show podcast. And as you see, we are up front and in your face again. We are thrivers. We not only survive, but we thrive. Okay. I have a very special guest, but the More Love Moments Show podcast, you know, as you know, is here to help us find our voices through the art of listening. By releasing ourselves from the prisons of our own minds. If it's to be, you know what we say is up to me. So we have a very special guest, Miss Jen. No, not Miss. I love that. I love, let me look, let me get this right. Dr. Jan Newell Bird. Up front and in our faces. I just met her yesterday, but you know how things are. When we create in the moment, Everything flows. Everything flows like nature. I met her yesterday and I didn't know we were like two peas in a pod. So you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But she has written, I'm told, two books. But I'm going to let her tell us who she is and just let her express herself to my audience. Because you know what? There's somebody needs to hear what she has to say. Because like I said, we just met on yesterday. So there's something, there's a lot of things that she has to say that's going to help somebody. Thank you for my audience in Ireland. Thank you for my audience in Nigeria and all over the United States. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because today you're going to hear something that you hadn't heard before. Because God don't make no two things alike. Not even blaze of grass. Not even snowflakes. Everything is different. So I'm excited. She has such a beautiful picture on this flyer, this little card. She is an author. She is an ordained minister, our inspirational speaker, a retired educator. And I'm going to say, I'm going to call her more than a survivor. She is so beautiful to me. I love this picture. A cat woman. Dr. Bird. you know what? You can have the floor. I know you got something to tell us. As, as my audience know, we created a moment. So we are very authentic. So whatever you have to say, give it to us. Let us have it like we need to have it this morning. Welcome.
1: and Thank you. And, and I accept your generous and glorious invitation. As you said, there are no accidents. There are only divine appointments. And so it was meant for us to Can you hear me? Yes,
0: ma'am, very well. It was meant for us to
1: uh, meet and uh, greet, and I just welcome. I just thank you for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe just go into a word of prayer so that it won't be me, it'll be all the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, Good morning. We thank you for this opportunity that you have given to uh, More Love and, and Jan. Lord, we just praise you for how you do things in such an authentic way. We, we did, this, time last, this time yesterday, we didn't even know that we would meet each other. And now today, we have met and we're on the air. And so, Lord, use this opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. It's not about us. It's about your darling son. Lord, without him, I wouldn't even be here. I would have been destroyed because of what the enemy wanted to do. But God, those two words, but God, Lord. What the enemy meant for evil, you turned for good, just like Joseph said with his brothers and his coat of many colors. They got jealous and they wanted to destroy him, not knowing that he would be the one that would enable them to survive. So, Lord, use these these few minutes to change hearts, to change minds, to to transform lives. You put it all in your hand. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen good morning everyone i just want to give my testimony and i am just thrilled that uh this opportunity has come forth i tell you maggie and her beautiful self she just just she's so effervescent she just came talking with one of our other friends who also is just amazing and um i am just a child of god um I think when I was five years old, the Lord gave me a message that uh, I would be able to talk to people. And I was so shy. So I didn't really pay that any attention because I said, now as shy as I am, how am I going to talk to? He said, you're going to spread the message across the world. But it, it always stayed in my heart. And at nine years old, I was telling Maggie, my aunt Maggie, uh, her name, safe, my name, say she uh, invited some children in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, one summer, uh, she invited us to Vacation Bible School. And uh, I was nine years old. My friends were between 9, 10, and 11. And so we weren't really interested in spending a week in church. But she enticed us with fried chicken and sweet potato pie. She said, if you will come, I will... You can have all the fried chicken and sweet potato pie you can eat. And so we went. We all spent a week in vacation Bible school. And at the end of that week, the way she presented Jesus, he was so beautiful. He was just, oh, I can't explain it. I just fell in love with him. He touched my heart. And at the end of that week, of course, the doors were open to accept Jesus Christ. And I did. And from then, my life changed. And I know that God introduced himself to me early because he knew what the kind of journey I would have to uh, walk. And without Jesus, I never would have made it. I went on to college, um, met a young man um, who was right out of the Korean War. So I'm telling my age. And um, we got married while we were still in college. And uh, I had no idea. I didn't even know how to look to see if if someone were uh, equally yoked. You know, that's what the Bible says. Pick someone that is equally yoked, and I know now why God says that. And you know, I'm I'm thinking that I'm going to change him and make him a Christian, and and he is he's. He is changing me. And, and I got to the point where I didn't even really know myself. Like I said, he was in the Korean War and he may have had some post stress uh, syndromes, which we didn't know. We got married in 1959. So you know how long ago that was. And we didn't talk about um, people's um, trauma, their traumatic experiences, or anything like that. And so, um, he was a straight A student and I was a straight student. (laughs) anyway uh, he did help me learn how to study after we got married my grades went up but my trauma level went up also Um, my mother and my father were living in Philadelphia his mother and father were living in Philadelphia but once we got married he wanted to isolate me I was a very vicarious a very um effervescent personality I just love people but he was a loner and he wanted me to be a loner and uh, it it, it was it was hard right from the start Um, we later graduated and moved to Gary Indiana because in 1961 would you believe teachers were making four thousand dollars a year in in Philadelphia but in Gary Indiana teachers were making eight thousand dollars so we moved there and uh, financially we did well the children began to, began to come and the violence began to increase Ooh. um we were both teachers and on the outside looking in we looked like the model family i'm sure people were saying i want you to grow up and be like them Here's a husband and a wife looking out uh, but on the inside, if you had been a fly on the wall, you would have seen some terrible things. And I was taught that once you marry, till death do you part. You stay. You don't divorce. Divorce was a um, was not an option. It was a, you know, I took my vows seriously. But it got to the point where the uh, violence was becoming so frequent that as my boys grew up, they told me, Mom, if you if he hits you one more time, we are going to intervene. Now, I couldn't have my sons doing that. I, I wanted to leave, but yet I was scared to leave. Uh, before that, though, we went back to college and got our master's. He did not want me to get my master's in. Uh, he got his in administration and supervision. He didn't want me to get mine. He wanted me to get mine in teaching. Well, I was already a teacher, but I knew that down the road... I had to get uh, 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 some employment where I could take care of my sons 12 months of the year. Back then, teachers worked nine and a half months and we got paid nine and a half months. So you, you didn't have any money during those other two months. I needed a job that would pay me 12 months of the year because my children had that bad habit of eating three times every day, (laughs) even in the summer. So the Lord blessed me. I got the job and I got enough courage to move out. Moved out of that. Uh, we finally had to divorce because it, it was, I still never, I never told my mother, never told anybody what I was going through because I was just so shame, ashamed. How can a Christian, mm-hmm. how can I be a Christian, a loving, God-fearing woman and living, really re- living a secret life Now mm-hmm. um, my boys knew and I, I, the, I they came to, to uh, faith early. Anyway, I finally got the courage to get out of that relationship, that marriage. And later, I met a preacher. Mm. Oh, my gosh. He was a combination between, uh, shall I say, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. (laughs) He was totally blind from birth, but he did everything except drive a car. Yes, when I met him, uh, he was visiting his mother who who lived in Gary, Indiana, and um, uh, he had he he lived in Dallas, Texas, but he was visiting her, and he was working at the United States Department of, of Agriculture in the government, and he already had his master's. He had his own apartment. He was a deacon in the church. He was just amazing, and um, he he. Well, anyway, uh, things transpired, and within two years we were married. And he moved me from Gary to uh, Dallas, Texas, along with my boys. My boys immediately fell in love with him. He's like really the only father they ever really knew. But he, he, like I said, he was blind, and he said he wanted to go to seminary, uh, but none of the none of the schools, none of the uh, seminary schools, wanted to take on the extra responsibility of having a visually challenged uh, student. So they invited me. Uh, I forgot to tell you though, with the first husband, because I was so miserable and I didn't have anyone to talk to, you just can't talk to everyone Mm -hmm. about your very, very personal uh, problems. I went to the Lord. And the Lord told me to begin reading His Word. And I started As I said, I was desperate. I started reading the Bible from the first chapter, the first book, the first chapter, the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Started right there and went straight through. I read three chapters every day every day. Mm -hmm. Nothing interfered. By the time I think I read the book, reading three chapters a day, and when I got to Psalms, you could because Psalms are so short, I read more of them. Within a year, I had read from Genesis to Revelation, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything. It was too fast. But I did it again. I did it a third time, and I still didn't know what I thought I should know. But I did know some things. You know, the Holy Spirit, if you put it in, Absolutely, He will bring it out and he will use, but he can't use what you don't put in. Absolutely. So you've got to read the word. But by the time I met uh, this, uh, this one, the second one, uh, and we married, he was a deacon of a prominent church in Dallas. And so when he wanted to go to the seminary and they didn't have anything in Braille, they asked me to go to school with him. I did I went to seminary with him for 10 years Mm. this is part-time because we worked he worked at the government during the day I worked as a school teacher during the day and so we would go to school at night Mm. and uh, what God had already put in me it helped him Mm. before long he said he was called to be a preacher he wanted to be a preacher and um he, he became a priest. He got licensed. Then he wanted to be a pastor. He asked the Lord, and the Lord gave him a church. Yeah. This time it was in a different part of Texas. And uh, we moved, and the, the, the congregation was just amazing. They had everything ready for him. They had a braille uh, typewriter, they had a mm. braille- to print everything in braille for him and then everything in the regular type for everybody else. That church just grew. When you're not mature Mm. and things are given to you sometimes too quickly, Mm. you take advantage. And so that's what happened. Um, He, as I said, he was just an amazing man. Very, very um, he just had something about him uh even men it, it just it followed him but anyway push comes to shove and i i hate to tell you about this part but i wrote no. the book uh, t- uh testimony of a kept woman and i'm going to um read what this this says it says a survivor from both domestic violence from her first husband and emotional and verbal abuse from her second husband. Jan developed a strong belief in God and that he had a perfect plan and purpose for all of her pain and sorrow. Jan's powerful testimony of a kept woman provides much-needed hope for any reader that feels like God has packed up moved away and forgotten to leave his forwarding address. And so this says
0: not to cut you out, get your copy today. We're gonna show you and tell you how to get copies of Jan's book. Thank you. And I thank her for saying that part because we do want her to go and she doesn't know how much she's ministering to me right now. You know, if this platform was just for me, but I know it's for others. I just thank God how she has thrived and able to share with us you know be so authentic and share with us what we need because that's why this platform is here so that you can know so we can tell you the truth and nothing but the truth the whole story <laughs> i love you for that i love you for oh, that thank you i would well, like to ask you now about um just what are you doing now What is it? What is your purpose? How did you find your purpose? How, how do you know? How are you being fulfilled? Because sometimes we think that success is all about the external things that we gather together here on the earth. But in order for us to understand success, we have to have our spiritual mind. So tell the people how you became fulfilled. Another word for success.
1: That's a good that's a good question. That's a good question. I I I was so hurt. The first husband, it was physical. You know, uh you know we have that saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me. That is not, not true. I don't know where that that erroneous statement came from but you just know that is not true the the first husband with the physical violence i i was black and blue at times but those those blows disappear now i'm not going to say that i was innocent i got my licks into i was just (laughs) i i I, I, sometimes i was acting in a way that i i I just seemed like a heathen i said you know instead of me changing him He was getting out of my skin and he was changing me. But all the time, the Lord, the Holy Spirit was there talking to me and um, reconfirming who I was in him, even though my uh, self-esteem had gone down to almost zero. And I would dress, I would dress to the nine because I, I wanted to feel like I was a person, like I was a woman, because I wasn't treated that way at home. And but continuing to read the word of God. If 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 anything that I say today that can resonate with any of your audiences, it is to get hooked on the book. The book of, of, of God. Now I didn't know this either at first, Maggie, you have to find a Bible that can, you can relate to. Now, there are all kinds of Bibles. You know, I, I give the example. If you're looking for a pair of shoes, you just don't walk into a shoe store and, and try on the first pair of shoes and walk out and that's your shoes. Because those shoes that you first try on may not be your size, may not be, fit you. What They may hurt your feet. Well, it's the same way in, in with a Bible. There are all kinds of versions of Bibles out there uh, the, the King James version is what I grew up on. The uh, the um, the New Revised uh, Standard. Mm-hmm. There are at least twenty five different. The Mormon's the
0: Bible is not like Buddhist there are Bible. All kinds, the Bhagavad Gita, <laughs> the Indian Bible. But
1: I'm just talking about the you know and. In, in,
0: and you have to
1: try it and i would turn to a familiar verse that you know everybody knows i would say the 23rd song But well, when you go to look at the bible or or here's an even better one would be john 3 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now that was written from the King James Version. Go and look at it in another version. Just just get that Bible, turn to John 3.16 and see how it does. I had to end up uh, in teaching my children How to uh, read the Bible? I I use their children's version. I use the ICB, the International Children. It is a Little Red Bible. Maggie, that Bible was so clear and so understandable that I would read the King James version in doing homework for the husband in. the end seminary and but i would go back to the children's bible and that would explain to me what god was saying and it just opened up a whole new life for me in studying the bible what am i saying find a bible that you can understand and there are so many the life application bible is a good one it not only has uh, a verses in it, but it will explain at, at the bottom of the page what those verses mean. Once I got a true meaning of what the Word of God was saying, that's when I found my purpose. I started getting so involved in the word that I could explain it to other people and then the Lord said, you were a teacher in the classroom, but your teaching is going to come from my word of God. And as I was in churches and the pastors would ask me to teach Sunday school or Bible study and people would come up afterwards and they would say, you know, I had that lesson before, but the way you explained it, it it's so clear. I got it now. Then the Lord said, that's your purpose i was running from it i didn't want to be a teacher of the word i wanted to do something else but you will find your purpose when there is something that you love to do it's easy for you to do it's not hard and yet uh once you do it people people grow from from it so so you were asking how did i learn my purpose i learned my purpose running from it really <laughs> and god he's patient he just let me run until i ran out and then finally you just say lord just just ask him lord why am i here on earth what is my what do you want me to do it's not about me lord it's about you what do you want me to do and once i ask guess what he told me so he says in this word we have not because we ask ask not and sometimes we think it has to be something big you know when I'm driving around and I can't find a parking place I said Lord help me find find a parking place and I've gone around and as soon as I say that Mm -hmm. something opens up it's amazing Mm -hmm. every word in his book is true and so I just started reading and taking it for not taking it for granted but testing it and trying it he says pray I will hear you I will either say yes I will either say no or I will say wait and so now some most of the time he says yes but sometimes he says no mm-hmm. and something it's hard to know whether he said no or whether he said wait mm-hmm. But if you keep, you know, he's so patient. You can just pray the same prayer over and over. And he will finally get you that answer Absolutely. that you understand.
0: Well, well, thank you so much. You know what? I am speechless. That's why I know it's Holy Spirit. I know it's universe. I know it's God. I know that this was meant to be when, when we come in and, I didn't have to know you. He knows you. And I was I was embarking on, um, this podcast has been in existence, I guess, almost over a year, and purpose. And just this past week, T.D. Jakes preached a sermon called The Speed of Purpose. So it was very, it's ordinary for me now to just walk in the moment, to create in the moment. So it was easy for me to ask you to come on. Creating a freedom lifestyle, that's what we call it. We are lifestyle creators, freedom lifestyle creators. Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. Miss Jan, Dr. Jan Bird, has found her voice. And how do we know? Because that's what this platform is about. Whenever God's purpose is performed, he's already prepared the platform. And this is just the beginning And I hope you become, I mean, I know you you need your own because you have so much to say. And God is going to give you that platform where you can come on every day, every week, whatever you want. (laughs) I am a prophetic psalmist. I know my purpose. And I'm so happy that you are the first one, you know, dealing with domestic violence to me and having the love of God. He doesn't, he's a God of order. So I could not talk, I can't talk about mine so much because the person that I live right here in the city, and he's such a God of mercy and justice. And I understand, but I can let Miss Bird come on and tell her part because when she's talking about her part, she's talking about me. (laughs) She's sharing, we are all family. And I thank you so much for coming on, for being so open. That's how I knew who you were. If you had told me, well, I got a prayer about it. Oh, she's not ready, but she was ready. She said, okay, it was yesterday. Do you hear me? So my prayer for you is that your voice becomes a household name because we need every word that you're saying. And it was so simple and it went so deep. Yes, I want you to be able, uh, my audience, her email address and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it to Facebook if if you allow me, of course. Okay, of course. but I'm gonna put all that as I share my the podcast. But would you um, would you like me to share your your phone number or your uh, email? Which
1: one? my email would be better? Okay.
0: So, um, okay, good.
1: Uh, uh, that way I can you know when I can read it. Uh, I can respond uh, okay. over the phone. I'm, I'm not really a phone person. That sounds strange, but no, uh, I'm not either. <laughs> uh, but with email, I can deal with that. Yes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yes, and mm-hmm. and I will respond. Okay. I will
0: respond. Okay, I will put her email. I will put the title of her book, "Testimony of a Cat Woman," and put her email, in, and then she can forward to you how to retrieve yes. her book because. Yes. I haven't read it. I haven't read it, but I don't think I have to. I think I lived it. I am. I am that living testimony, as Miss, as Doctor Bird is. So we are thrilled. We are excited. The More Love Moment Show podcast is here to stay. We'll see you at the top. We'll see you around the corner. We'll see you wherever you are. Every day, all day. We love you. The More Love Moment Show podcast.